Hello, everybody, and welcome to The V-Spot. I'm your host, Andrea Mancuso, founder and CEO of Intentional Healing and Wellness. I created this podcast because I believe vulnerability is our true superpower, and I want to promote a safe space where we can come together and engage in conscious and courageous conversations to encourage individual and collective healing. In the V-Spot, we will choose courage over comfort as we speak our truth and pave the way for others to do the same. For each episode, we will unite in empathy and embrace our superpower as we spend quality time together here in the V-Spot. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, everyone. I'm beyond excited for today's incredible guest. Angelisa Green is an intuitive love strategist, a courage cultivator, and a luminary leader. Also known as the All Heart Coach, Angelisa's insight and wisdom is both unique and profound. Angelisa, thank you for joining me in the V-Spot. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I am so, did, did I mention that I'm excited to have you here? Because I'm, <laughs> by the way, been the V-Spot, so super cute, by the way. I'm like obsessed. Because <laughs> you know, it thank sounds you. really like, it sounds like kind of sassy and kind of sexy. And then it's like, oh, the V is for vulnerability? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Exactly. That's so mission accomplished. Because when I was thinking I about the it. need for the podcast, I was like, well, that this really alludes to a lot of different things. That we're, brilliant. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I'm well, I'm super excited and it's been far too long. And so we let's jump right in because there's so much that I want to ask of you and have you Absolutely. share with yourself. So um, talk to us. What does it mean to be an intuitive love strategist and a courage cultivator? Tell us more about the work that you do. Yeah. So it's pretty um, interesting because whenever <laughs> whenever people ask me, oh, like, you know, what do you do or whatever, it's like, and I, and I find that most coaches who kind of work the way I do struggle with this too, right? Like trying to figure out like, how do I, how do I assign uh, an adjective or a descriptive word to the process I do when it's, it feels so incredibly organic. So, you know, as an intuitive love strategist or love coach, which is what most people just choose to call me, um, I really, when I work, I work mostly with women. I have worked <laughs> with men and men continue to ask me to create programs for them. Um, so that's yeah. probably, you know, in the, uh, in the stratosphere for the next mm -hmm. year, hopefully. But um, I work mostly with incredible, powerful, amazing beautiful women and the it really is a descriptor of the way that I work right so there are certain um you know for lack of better words uh spiritual gifts or just intuitive gifts that I have that I realized after a couple of of years doing this work were really the kind of cornerstone of of what was occurring when I was talking to to my clients and to um, the people that I was guiding. So for me, it's really about listening. It's about listening. So in intuition and spiritual gifting is truly about having that ongoing trust and connection with God um, to really check in and know and trust that what I'm feeling when I'm speaking to someone, what I'm hearing when I'm speaking to them. And when I say hearing, you know, I really mean hearing not just with my ears, right? Because especially in coaching, there's what's being said, right? Which is what the client knows that they know or thinks that they know, right? And then there's yeah. all the things that are not being said. So oftentimes when, you know, being an intuitive love coach, being a love strategist and and a courage cultivator for me is about kind of hearing into the nooks and crannies and pockets, energetically speaking, emotionally speaking, uh, even psychologically speaking, when I'm connecting with someone and, and feeling, truly feeling into those areas 
that they're not even really talking about, right? Mm, <laughs> they're not yeah. talking about it. Um, and for me, that shows up in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it will be sensations in my body. Sometimes it will be a, like an actual literal vision in my mind. Like I will see something that the person completely, it seems completely unrelated to what they're talking about. Um, and I get to have the, the trust and the courage right to lean into that to ask about it to say hey this is what I'm feeling this is what I'm hearing I'm not attached to being right about this you know but you let me know if we're on track somewhere right and um and that tends to be how I work with people so there is some structure always right because structure just allows me to kind of play and be free there's some things I don't have to think about um but most of my work is super organic right I I I plan things and then <laughs> and then the gifts take over. <laughs> Throw it to the wind. The, right? The client takes over. And I really yeah. say it's like so not about me. It's so interesting because it's like it really is. I can only tune into what the person I'm speaking with um, is prepared to handle, is prepared to deal with, mm. wants to speak about. Um, because I don't know, you know, I'm sure you've had this experience on your podcast where it's like, Sometimes we go in thinking we're going to talk about one thing and then something completely yeah. different is what comes out. Totally. Um, because I, I truly, I truly believe that at the core, we are all trying to reveal ourselves all the time. You know, mm, we're, I, 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 I truly believe that, you know, the, the V spot is perfect for this because like in a world that's so full of masking, right. Um, in a lot of different ways and, everyone trying to kind of like figure themselves out and conform to some kind of standard. I feel like a lot of the kind of unhealthiness in the world, right? Mentally, emotionally, physically has a lot to do with the fact that we are kind of dying to break free and, and really reveal ourselves to the people in our life and the people around us. So literally 99.9% .9 of my work, um, I think truly revolves around pe giving people the insights and the tools I mean not even my insights it's just their own insights right like, I, I, yeah, I, I call myself piece. pretty much mm -hmm. like a mirror I'm just like a talking mirror because I can talk all day long but I'm truly <laughs> just tuning into what is available to the person I'm speaking to right because if if I can feel it it's because they're bringing it into the space and if yeah. they're the ones that are bringing it into the space and I can mirror it back to them, then they can see it, they can feel it, they can experience it. And to me, that is what transformation is, right? Um, mm -hmm. Once I experience I I myself, that. right? Like once I experience yeah. myself as, as, as loving and vulnerable, which most people do, you know, on my calls, on my Zooms, whatever, they'll go from being, and I'm sure, you, you know, you've experienced it, you've seen it where, you know, you come yeah. in and you think, oh, I'm tough, I'm, I'm a tough cookie, I'm hard, I'm this. And not then with me, a couple of minutes, me. they're softened, <laughs> they're crying, they're, right, they're releasing, yeah. they're letting go, they're forgiving. And once I experience myself that way, I, I can't really go back to pretending that that's not who I am, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, no, exactly. I can, but it's going to be a lot more uncomfortable than it was before I had that experience. Um, and discomfort yeah. is oftentimes what changes us. So, you know, a, a courage cultivator, I really feel like at the core of it, my work is truly, right? I just chose the lane of love and intimate relationships because I truly believe it's kind of the fastest route to transformation if we really lean into it. Um, but, you know, for me, love coaching, courage, self-expression, authenticity, vulnerability, all those things come down to how vulnerable am I willing to be, right? How authentic am I willing to be? And at the core of that is how courageous am I willing to be to be fully expressed? And what does that look like in my life, in action, right? With my friends, with my family. Um, and in the case of my work, like with my significant other or even just the people I'm dating right or if, yeah. I, if, I, if I know I don't want a relationship right now but I want to get experience or enjoy myself or you know just meet new people right all those things matter and mm. you know we 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 could talk about Zadie forever oh yeah no, this I, is whenever someone so says good. to me I hate dating I go okay great so there's work to be done here on where mm. you're unwilling 
to really be your full self and then the next step after that is let me be my full self but now let me share that and when Mm -hmm. we feel courageous and abundant in all the goodness that we are it is impossible not to share it right because I'm like I would be home alone all day being like oh my god but I'm amazing how dare I <laughs> right like right exactly because then it's a withholding I? right then it's the Not withholding share this with other people yeah right? exactly so. but you hit on so many key things about revealing ourselves you know about having the trust and the courage and the vulnerability at our core to um not only be ourselves, but then share ourselves. And what I love about the work that you do is you highlighted this aspect of, you know, a lot of it being intuitive, right? And you really receiving messages, whether it's physically in your body or visually. But I think it speaks so much to the type of space that you not only create, but then hold for all of your clients. Because as someone who entered the space, you know, guarded and feeling like, you know, my walls were up and having my own story around how I was unwilling to share of myself. The way in which you work is not only different, but it really allows for clients to break down the walls in real time and just be, you know, and that's Mm. an epic, yeah, a beautiful blessing. And, um, for anyone who is feeling like they're in a space of having walls up, you know, the call <laughs> to action is to be is to share space with Angelisa because you know the walls quickly come down. So I just want to shout you out in this moment. Thank um, you, Mama. I really, yeah. I I closed my eyes while you were sharing and just um, practicing taking that all in. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, thank um, you, thank you so it's, much. It's it's a really like like I you know. I always say it and, and I I promise it's not like false humility. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. But it really <laughs> is like, it really truly, and I think, you know, I've met a couple of people who are truly, truly gifted and and I've had that experience that, um, you know, that that you and, and, and other incredible women I've worked with have have mirrored back to me, right? And um, so I've, I've experienced that as well. And and it's just, um, it's humbling, I think, for me every day to know that um, that people are willing to show up for their life, right? And when it's so scary to do this work, yeah. and it is, um, it so is <laughs> right. It's it, it feels terrifying, and and in yeah. some ways, it's like it happens I actually think I said this to you at one point it was like especially in the very beginning when we're kind of ripping off that band-aid to kind of get into the wounds right Mm. um and really fill them up with with light and with glitter so we can start shining but like it it, it, it's it's a grieving right when we are Mm, when we are healing I I truly feel like the first part of healing starts with grieving and it's Mm. it's letting go of so many things right um yeah, and at that so many, Oh, absolutely, right? Like <laughs> letting go of who we think, who we think we are, who we think we've been, and even yeah. the identity we've been holding on to that doesn't serve us, that doesn't feel good anymore, um, and we're just kind of dying to break out. And that's usually how people find me. It's so that you know they're just they're ready to be done with it, but it is a painful process. So for me, I'm just always super humbled um, that people choose to do that super scary work with me and and allow me to kind of share space with them and really like and really let me in and and you know that's probably because I, I'm doing that all the time <laughs> I'm yeah. doing that all the time I'm always scared I'm always yeah. scared you know and it's <laughs> exactly and I think exactly. people right we we resonate people I think yeah. know and if and if if you're some guru on some podium that's just out there yonder it's you know you might you might have success sure but um but I think yeah what I get to have with with my with my clients and my ladies specifically is just it's it's really special and and I know like I know like I know without a shadow of a doubt that I could not my gift would not activate if the person wasn't showing up ready to play ball wasn't showing up ready to shed wasn't showing up ready to break free and so for me it's like as soon as I feel the gifts kind of activate 
I'm like, okay, we're we're on for the ride. Right? Yeah, and listen, I just don't we, know where we don't know where we're going, but it's just I know that you're guiding it, that the person's guiding it. So then, when you know, when you get to kind of mirror that love back to me and that appreciation, um, I do my best to uh, to take it in because it truly, you know it doesn't feel like it's me it's such a weird thing to say but like it doesn't feel like it's me um and at the same time you know i'm learning to acknowledge that like i'm showing up too and 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 that does get to be acknowledged so i'm super i'm grateful for you and and thank you so much for saying that i really appreciate that you're welcome you're welcome thank you well it's it's been said that people often create the businesses that they need um, I'm wondering, mm. is that is that true for you? And would you mind sharing about how you got into this work that you're currently yeah, doing? Yeah, I would love. I would love to. Um, I think that that is most likely ninety five percent true for sure. Okay. <laughs> I think people um, oftentimes, I feel like we're always thinking about. I mean, I guess I can't speak for everyone, but people like me. <laughs> people like me who are crazy enough to start businesses uh right we're always kind of we're we're always we're always thinking about our what's next we're always thinking about well what's the next level for me right what's the next level of joy what's the next level of freedom what's the next level of expression what's the next level of of madness right yeah (laughs) because having a business is maddening it's crazy um (laughs) you know especially if you like walk away from everything all, all the security you've already had whether it's a job a career or whatever um when you kind of go all in with yourself in that way I think at the core of it it's because there's something you believe in right um starting a business is such an incredible act of faith it's such an incredible act of faith and like even most businesses fail right businesses fail all the time and it's like even if it fails the belief and the faith was real right and is real and which is why most entrepreneurs and most um uh, most business owners that you know we know will have will go through multiple businesses over their lifetime and you know they might hit it in 10 years or in 15 years but they kind of don't stop because you just keep going because there's a yeah. belief you have right so for some people i think you know we create the businesses that just make sense <laughs> right mm, like yeah. like they mm. just make sense to who we are right some of them you know like for me this just made sense at the time i had been um a heart coach became official i left my job officially at the beginning of 2014 um and was it 2014 or 2013 oh my gosh it's like girl it was one of those two (laughs) i think it was 2014 it might have been 13 i'll have to do the math but um so you know for me it it just made sense i'd been coaching already um by that point about five or six years mostly on a you know volunteer basis every so often somebody would would hire me or ask to work with me more or etc but I'd really been doing I had become a passion and a love for me you know just since I stepped foot into personal development and had my own first breakthroughs right with um with where you and I met momentum education so whoop whoop shout out to momentum um shout out which really was the foundation for me even understanding what, what life coaching was and what personal development was. Um, it has really shaped like the course of my life. Um, so for me, it just, one, I, I, I knew for a long time it had, be, it, had it, it was kind of in the back of my mind becoming a calling. And, um, and, and I, I realized that I was coaching everywhere I worked anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like right, I worked exactly. in, I worked totally. <laughs> it was so funny. Mm-hmm. I worked in HR for a while and um a couple of years that's where I was building my career. Um and I like started as a receptionist and then at the at the company I was at and then I I literally, you know, got noticed by the VP of HR and she started kind of giving me HR work and that's literally how I kind of like fell into HR and I was running meetings, but they became like inspirational meetings, you know? <laughs> and yeah. the company was going through a bunch of stuff. And I was like, I was like the literally the receptionist a couple months before. And now I'm like presenting the CEO and like doing, you know, and and I'm and now I'm doing trainings, but even in the training, like it just worked 
right I couldn't hide my love yeah. of people and I couldn't hide my love of making people feel seen and, and loved and accepted and and also just for me I think it's just a, it's a very authentic um I want us all to to feel not just like no right but just to feel that this life is worth it um and for me having life be worth it means like really just going for it right uh, and and encouraging people and being an encourager and and that was showing up everywhere in my life so when i knew that um that i didn't really want to be in a 9 to 5 kind of space i felt annoyed every morning at having to wear clothing that i <laughs> that i had to wear to work you know right. et cetera et cetera yeah. um i i had already you know the entrepreneurial bug had kind of started biting me and i you know i dabbled in a bunch of different things and and um started you know creating different kinds of and just opening my mind to different ways of making income and and having that whole journey before i really took the leap so by the time i took the leap i um I had kind of built already not necessarily a following because I wasn't it wasn't intentional but there were already people in my network in my world who saw me as an authority on some things um mm. and I think that's just because I have a big old mouth and <laughs> and I and I used it all the time so you know I have been through my own incredible transformational love journey um, was single the first 25 years of my life, had zero interest um, for a relationship, for love, for anything. Like I was watching my friends, my sister, like going through all their heartbreak and all their dramas. And I was like, I'm going to go study across the mm-hmm. world. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to go live in Italy for a year, you know, and cook. Um, wow. Cause I'm actually a, a, I'm a, I'm a chef by trade. I mm. did that in my, in my, uh, oh, wow. early twenties. Yeah. I'm a, ah, <laughs> I did that in my, that. food was my first love. Food is my yeah. first love. And to me, it, it actually, when you know me, like in a bigger sense, it makes sense. Cause it's just mm. another way for me to express love. And yeah, and I'm Dominican. So food is a big part of our, you know, of our life and, and the way that we, um, just communicate love and care yeah. and affection and nurturing. So food was my first love. And I, and I, you know, I had no room in my life or so, you know, I thought for, mm-hmm. um, for love and intimacy and all that stuff. And when I truly decided, uh, oh, I am, I'm going to stay alone if I don't look at this. Um, I realized in all of my success that I was having in my life and my career, um, there was no one for me to really share it with. Mm-hmm. And and I had a freak accident. <laughs> I had a freak accident where I broke my ankle and my mom pretty much had to take care of me for four months. And I, I couldn't walk for four months, literally. And, and something mm-hmm. happens to you when you can't leave your house really for four months. I don't know. I don't know if any of your listeners have had that experience. Um, (laughs) But that was, you know, for me, that was like my come to Jesus film. I had been, Mm. I mean, rocking everywhere and and have kind of that that downtime. And it really kind of made me look at some things. And uh, I decided as soon as I can walk again, as soon as I'm out of this boot, my booty is getting some new clothes is getting yeah. a haircut <laughs> doing and the I'm thing to really yeah and I'm gonna throw myself into this thing and I declared 2012 my year of love um I literally called all my friends and I said listen y'all um you're not gonna see me you're not gonna hear from me because I'm going 100% in on this mm, and I wow. think everyone in my life knew uh-oh the way that she goes in on anything you know yeah <laughs> like it's about to this, be real she goes in on everything else <laughs> You know, because for me, it's just about once I make the decision, it, you know, it's done. So it's just about deciding mm. for me. Um, yeah, so that was at the very beginning of 2012. I That boot came off my foot in February. And, and uh, by September, I met the love of my life, who we've now been married two years and been together nine years. Wow. And um, yeah, and it's just been a it. journey. So, you know, me kind of already having the foundation of coaching, already Mm -hmm. loving coaching well before right I pretty much coached myself through my own love journey um (laughs) and had you know and had and had my people who who I trust for amazing coaches support me as well and um 
once I have that transformation, okay. I'm a very methodical thinker. Um, I can be super abstract and very feely and intuitive. But once kind of my anal- my analytical mind kicks in, I'm very methodical. And that's where kind of the love strategist piece comes in because I realized, wait a second, all the advice I'm giving my friends based and my family members based on what I've learned in this journey, they're duplicating my results. And they mm. are... Right, like, and they're having a sim- they're having similar experiences, and they're seeing similar patterning, um, based on the insights that I'm sharing with them, and that's really when when my mind started to kind of conceptualize this business, and I realized, wait a second, is this a thing? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's is this a, oh, it's is this such, a thing? <laughs> it's you know, it's such a thing, and again, so many good things in there. And, you know, I mean, first I, I, what I was like envisioning, actually, I was getting a vision of like the luminary leader rising, you know, through mm. your journey. And that, that was just like a beautiful uh, image to capture because in the mm. essence of thinking about love being like the most vulnerable act, right? Because it's full of risk, yeah. it's full of uncertainty. The emotional exposure is there um, to hear you sort of speak about rising and ultimately coaching yourself through the journey that you bring so many other people on you know and and leading to your own love story right it's just it's such a beautiful uh share and thankfully yeah when you ask yourself is this a thing <laughs> your answer was <laughs> yes it is and so let me actually create yeah. this thing if anyone has it. that question inside that. of them like you know if if you feel because you can feel it right there's like a you yeah. know before vspot existed right i'm sure you had that conversation with yourself many times where you was like wait a second did i just hit on something is this yeah is this a thing totally. and, and for me that question is this a thing is like if we like look behind the veil if we if we really tap into god like for a second and he's like uh yeah it already exists go bring it <laughs> go bring it forth go into the it. world yeah that's usually yeah. you know every time i've had that kind of that that prod that goes is is this a thing it, it yeah it, it's already a thing and it wants it's already to be a, a thing. thing yep and it totally. just and it wants to be manifested and it wants to be given a, you know a 3d form so then it's just up to us to you know kind of courageously take that on and figure out what what that gets to look like but Totally. And I would say to anybody, is this a thing? (laughs) Exactly. That should be a shirt. And I I say to anybody listening, um, if the, if you ask yourself the question, is this a thing? And at any point find yourself thinking, well, you know, there are other things like think about podcasts. There are so many other podcasts. Yeah. But there's not another podcast that you are doing. So I'm just using the podcast as an example, but if you're listening and you have been having that like question, ask of yourself is this a thing and whatever it is that you have on your heart the answer is yes and even if it's being done it's not being done by you yet so yep. so do that so do the thing right look at like angelisa's do results the uh, do the thing do the thing so <laughs> angelisa you speak a lot about you know the masculine and feminine energies in your work can you share about why you believe that understanding these energies creates an ease and attraction so we live in a universe of balance right like we live like and we know this because when things are out of balance they feel bad (laughs) right like like when things are we know when things are out of balance because they don't feel right they don't feel right they don't flow they don't feel good there's push and pull and not in a fun way right there's there's like there's strife things get stuck your ideas are stuck your energy stuck there's conflict there's chaos right and we wouldn't know anything about that on planet earth right um (laughs) not at all not at all i don't know these words Um, you speak of (laughs) you know so we live in we live in a universe of balance and we see it in nature all the time um it's biblical it's right from we know this so the Pretty much, I think everyone can agree on that. We live in a universe that seeks balance. Um, So if everything in nature seeks balance, right? There's a death cycle and a life cycle. There's, 
right? A moment to, to, to awake and thrive and there's a moment to rest and sleep, right? If everything is cyclical and everything is seeking balance, then why wouldn't we seek balance? Why wouldn't our relationships seek balance? So this, this idea of the masculine and the feminine um, really comes down to the aspects of our personality. You know, part of it is, is energetic, some of it is psychological, right? Because there's even, um, even in psychology, right? So there's, uh, for anyone who's like a psychology geek or a relationship and psychology that geek, would be me. if you, that would be <laughs> right? <laughs> if you look up attachment theory, which really is the basis of most um, psychology right now that's being practiced, right? Mm. Attachment theory and how we seek to balance ourselves how we seek to get to a secure attachment um figuring out how do i love another while loving myself right how do i give to another but also give to myself how do i receive from another right and also give so that others can receive from me so relationships to me are kind of the ultimate expression of balance in our life um, and oftentimes strife in relationships has to do with that lack of balance. So the masculine and the feminine um, and the idea of this kind of divine, spiritual, emotional, energetic dance is really about the aspects of our personality that tend to take over depending on our circumstances when we're not aware of them, right? So oftentimes our circumstances will dictate what aspects of our energy, what aspects of our psychology kicks in. Now, most of us being human beings, if you've made it this far in your life, if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s and beyond, you've had a lot of experiences. You've had a lot of of good ones, bad ones, and in-between ones, right? And all of these experiences have informed the way that you think, the way you react, and ultimately the way you protect yourself, right? Most of us... I say this all the time, like human beings, more than anything, you know, uh, we're always seeking to survive. And that includes, that includes our ego, (laughs) that includes Mm. our ego, right? So this, there's a way that we show up in relationships um, that if you're not conscious to it, and if you're not aware of it, you will be creating an environment that will then seek its balance. So if we're talking about men and women um and just for this example i'm gonna assume they're both like cis hetero people Mm -hmm. right um but for for any of your listeners this really spans the spectrum it really doesn't matter like you know sexuality doesn't matter gender doesn't matter non-gender you know binary non-binary none of it because we're all energy all the time anyway um and and what we do and what we create um is felt on an energetic level no matter who we are Mm. um yeah but you know just for this example between men and women oftentimes especially you know and girl or i could a sidebar i could literally go off on this (laughs) for years (laughs) (laughs) but you know in society right now we're having there's so many different things that affect this societally speaking women right now are doing more, being more, expressing more, creating more than they've ever had in history, right? Mm -hmm. So women are more free to be more and do more than we have ever been able to do, historically speaking. Um, This creates for women specifically, which other people I work with, a dynamic which is exciting because we get to experience so much more of who we are, right? And then also can create a really tough imbalance because we are then met trying to be in relationships with men. Um, But historically speaking, where men were the providers, the caretakers, the protectors, right? Which all tend to be what we have assigned as masculine energy um, ways of being and showing up we're now showing up in relationships where one, we don't really need men, quote unquote, to provide for us as far as like take care of us financially or make sure we survive, right? We don't need them to protect us, quote unquote, from like lions chasing us, right? Right. (laughs) They used to back in the day. Yeah. But there is still this biological, psychological, energetic desire that we as people in relationships 
want to give and receive and have the space to explore, right? So this idea of the masculine and feminine doesn't really, it's not really about gender, um, you know, you guys, whoever's whoever's listening at this moment. It's Mm -hmm. not really about gender. It's really about the different aspects of who we are and how they're expressed. So the masculine energy, like I just described, right, is the part of you that is protective and forward thinking and eye on the prize and like I always say like if the masculine had a had a a, a saying it would be can't stop won't stop right it's just Mm. it's just eye on the prize go for it and there's ways where all of us in our life that energy really serves us you know in our careers in 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 um you know in, in our finances in in anything that we need to create here in the 3D, your masculine yeah. energy is really what's going to drive you. It's it's the part of you that is um, scared, but we'll do it anyway, right? We're in fear, yeah. oh, but, mm. but we got to get the thing, right? Get the meat, kill the lion, mm. you know, like bring yeah. it back home, bring home the bacon. So with that's this the energy. Pa- <laughs> yeah, it's that very, it's, a, yeah. it's an aggressive energy, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's an aggressive energy and in the sense that it will charge into something and it's it's kind of that jumpstart energy, right? It really is the energy that gives form. It gives actual tactile form. That's the way I want people to think about it. Like the masculine creates in real time, like you will see it. So oftentimes mm-hmm. when I coach people and I coach women specifically I'm like yeah no like if the man isn't actually creating something for you with you you know in your world like we're not really paying attention to him right like words are cute action is better yeah <laughs> right? yeah like sure. and oftentimes this is where we get really we get really messed up because women right and the feminine energy is very different while the masculine I say really lives in the head that's like it's that's it's it's playground is the mind um it's about being resourceful and effective and getting from point a to point b to point c right we're, we're moving through the phases to bring the thing into being the feminine is what inspires all of that mm. right the feminine yeah. energy inspires all the doing so it's like it's like a locomotive, you know, or a choo-choo train without the steam. If you don't have the feminine intact, the the train can't really go. Or it might go, but it's not going to go far, right? And at some point, it's probably just going to break down, <laughs> which is usually yeah. what happens to most mm. of us. And specifically to the women I work with, they um, tend to be women who have gotten extremely used to and very effective at being in their masculine energy, but um, have been shoving aside their feminine energy. And there is this lack of balance, right? So the feminine energy is really about the heart space. If the masculine lives in the mind, the feminine lives in the heart, she lives in the body. It's about what feels right for me. Um, What do I actually desire? Uh, what do I not desire? Which sometimes is just as, if not more important. What, what do I not want? What feels not in line with who I am? Um, and I want to make a sidebar there because mm-hmm. it's not about what's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. What do I want and yeah. not want is is not about what's comfortable or uncomfortable, mm-hmm. y'all. So let me let, let's yeah. be clear about that. It's right because oftentimes. Totally. So much of what we want is super uncomfortable. Yeah, that part. <laughs> Say that right? again for the it's, people in the back. It, Say that again. Absolutely, for the in the back. right? And and wow. there's and by mm-hmm. and right, there's a process to this and there's a journey to it, which is why I have a job. But it's it because yeah. we don't go from from one side to you know we don't go from A to Z in, in a day. Um, yeah. But it's a process and an unfolding and an allowing. So with the feminine, it's really about getting back to what I like to call like our essence, right? It's getting back Mm -hmm. to our essence for so many of us. The truth is, you know, and really we literally could talk about this forever. Um, For many of us, our essence was trapped, snuffed out, attempted to be killed Mm -hmm. um, at a very, very young age. Yeah. Right. Most of us had our hearts Mm -hmm. broken at a very, very young age. Um, 
And from that moment mm. on, right, we did what humans do, which is survive. And yeah. we figured out, okay, how do I lock up those desires? How do I lock up those wants? How do I lock up those needs? Mm. How do I push aside those boundaries? Because this hurts, mm. right? This really, really hurts. And I can't hurt this way and continue to live a life right and we and most mm. of us have, have that experience so very young that we don't even realize we made that decision mm, yeah right? we don't, absolutely we don't absolutely. even realize when we made that decision we don't realize that we made the decision so now we're adults and we have this quote-unquote identity and the majority of us, and I mean, I see it every day, myself included, by the way, y'all, right? Yeah. So many of us, our identity is completely built on what we don't want to experience. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. I was just speaking about this recently where it's like, sometimes, you know, I caught myself, questions would be asked about, you know, what do you want? And, and my answers would always go to what I didn't want. And becoming right. aware Absol of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's right. So, so kind of, you can see why <laughs> courage cultivator really is, I yeah. think, at the core of everything I do, because the very first kind of courageous thing you need to do on this journey is actually figure out, well, what, what is it that I actually want? Mm. And for a lot of people that, that question is terrifying because the, the, the first moment that they realize, wait, I don't always get what I want. And not only that, I might get what I don't want and what I don't want feels horrible. Mm, and I feel yeah. like garbage. I feel useless. I feel disappointed. I feel unwanted. I feel unworthy. I feel right, not valuable, right? The first time most of us had that experience that we internalized that belief was so 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 young when we were most of us you know if you made it to five or six before you had that thought consider yourself extremely extremely blessed right but most yeah. of us by five or six seven those first years we can start remembering we've had our first rejection most of us it was a parent right or a caretaker and if you made it through to five six seven without a caretaker right that first kind of mm at like phase of of, of uh, kind of psychology adolescence if you made it through that first phase without a, one of your parents breaking your heart at any point you know consider mm. yourself extremely blessed but right behind them was going to come who right your friends your best friend the person yeah. who turned on you your first boyfriend right if you made it to high school without ever feeling rejected lord I'd, I'd love to meet that person they're probably That's, yeah <laughs> probably amazing Listen, right but that, then high school is going to have its <laughs> own true. whole set of nonsense right to build that agenda so for most of us we don't even realize it right so much of our identity is built on what we don't want what we don't want to have and it, it funnily enough i've worked with i've worked with so many incredibly successful people and and by successful i just mean right like career success professional success financial success etc and, um, you know, and it's amazing to see how they literally, most of them have built that despite the, the pain that they feel, right? And, and to spite it, right? Because it's like, yeah. okay, I never wanted sure. to feel this way. So I worked really hard in school, which led me to work really hard in college, which led me to take on all, all the internships, which led me to this career, to led me to build, go up the ladder at the corporate and, da, 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 and now I'm the VP of this, right? And underneath all of that, it's like they're running on quicksand. Mm, yeah, no, totally. And you know what I'm thinking in this moment too? The work that's involved in taking time to be with what you actually want, mm -hmm. not in reaction to all of the things that you just spoke of. One hundred percent. But out of pure desire for what your heart and mind and soul yearns for, you know, that in itself is is a level of work that's that's such worthwhile work you know but oh 100 um, nonetheless yeah and it's I love and that. it's the onion we spoke of and it's and it is a peeling back and at the core of this onion you know truly is the essence of your feminine energy which is really your divine energy it's your heart energy it's it's your love energy it's 
the joy that you have in the simple things, right? I'm, it's not about okay. the grand gestures and the dates and all that stuff is super fun and it's like so great. But ultimately, you know, what I'm a stand for, you know, and there's, listen guys, there's all kinds of love coaches and there's people on YouTube and the whole, you know, shebang and the, you know, there's people, they get programs every other day and whatever. And like, God bless, right? Everyone, yeah. there's a perspective for everyone. But I truly believe that, like, more than, oh, I want a boyfriend who's going to fly me around the world, right? Or, oh, I want a girlfriend who's going to cook for me every day. And whatever we have, our identity, quote unquote, has made up about what love looks like and what is, uh, I mean, it's so funny. Like, so many people that I talk to come into thinking they have a certain vision of love and relationship. And by the time we finish our work, they're just like, oh my God, none of that fucking matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't know if we exactly. Sorry about yeah, that. yeah, of but course. It's like, we curse. Right? It's, like, it's like none of it matters. At the end of the day, none of that none of that matters. And you kind of know when you've gotten to to a certain point that it's a thing, right? Because yeah. you realize, oh yeah, none of these things matter. I think at the end of the day, in relationship, we all just wanna look over at the person sitting next to us who's made a choice to be with us um, that day, right? Because people change that yeah. choice all the time, but who chose us that day and we want to be able to look over at them and really admire who they are and admire the journey we've been on and admire that they're so imperfect mm-hmm. and that they see how imperfect we are and that they still choose us and that we still choose them and that it's that it's about the work and it's about the journey and it's about expectation that things are going to be okay and that this person's going to be there to remind you that they're going to be okay when when it all feels so not okay you know in these past two years I think most of us can agree you know it's this is what real life feels like right and and real life didn't start when COVID hit, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But it definitely threw us all into a shared experience of challenge at the, all at the same time, right? And then turned up the heat. And, mm-hmm. you know, most people I've spoken to um, in my work these past two years and, and, and truly all the time, it's, this is really when you kind of, um, when you see why the work is so worth it because to go through this with someone who's not right for you with someone who doesn't choose you i mean mm. you just i can't wait to see the divorce rates from the past you know 18 months yeah because yeah. it's just you heard about it every other week right even fame yeah. famous rich people <laughs> yeah <laughs> who yeah, couldn't listen, make it work right, right? and it's like mm-hmm. and that's because you know when you're with someone who's not choosing you life is exponentially harder and exponentially um, more painful and and really my work is about helping people who haven't been choosing themselves mm-hmm. learn how to choose themselves right because <sighs> so for good. us it's to so really good. choose <laughs> yeah for us yeah. to really choose someone else and yeah. learn what that really means what mm-hmm. unconditional love really means what unconditional grace really means which for me is like modeling you know what they call agape love it's that love that like god love um Mm -hmm. that says you know i am hideous (laughs) i am a human i am full of all kind of dark and twisty corners and my thoughts can be real fucked up and yeah and my mood swings can be legit um and i'm gonna do my best and try my best to create something beautiful with the people I love. And, you know, for someone to like opt in for that ride, I mean, I think it's just the most beautiful thing. And for two people to do it together and say like, you know, shake on it and say, all right, kid, to the end of the line, let's see where this goes. You know, mm-hmm. to let's me, that's this. the most beautiful, romantic, beautiful thing. And and the feminine energy healing enough to tap into that um, allowing yourself the space and the safety to have your desires again, um, mm-hmm. to feel them in a visceral way, right? Like 
not just in your mind where you have your kind of masculine warrior gatekeeper up there like to mm. send him uh, on a little vacation where he can go right. get get some rest so you can just be in your body be in your heart you know really be in your essence I think it, it, that's really the journey that's the journey I take people on you know that's a very long winded answer to like the masculine and feminine question um but that's yeah, really no, what's it's, at, it's you know great. that's really what's at stake it's, here that's the journey and it's like we either just keep living in our minds um in reaction and protected like sure right mm-hmm. a lot of say I heard something recently that um I, I think the person who quoted it didn't know where it came from either but um mm-hmm. it was um and one of my favorite coaches uh Baron uh, I think he's Baron artist on Facebook mm-hmm. posted about yeah. it he said um you know some of oh it was on Instagram I believe he posted it he said uh you know, for some people, uh, the boundaries have become prisons, mm, oh, right? Yeah. The bound boundaries That's... are not supposed to be prisons. Yeah, and it's and it's really like I, I loved that. Um, you know, and we've all heard kind of some similar yeah. ways to say that about totally. um, you know walls are uh, sometimes walls are not so much to keep people out, but just to keep you in, and yeah. it locks you up and it makes your life mm. really really small, right? So. Um, yeah, a big part of the work one. I do. Oh yeah, but part of the work I do. It, it, a lot of it is in boundaries, because um, once we kind of learn boundaries, it's my sneaky way. I go, you know, we're gonna go hardcore on boundaries and learn how to put them up, because what I know to be true now, because I've lived it and I'm living it, is that the more clear your walls are, the sooner you can kind of have no walls. <laughs> Yeah, no, and th- and that's the thing I was gonna say. I love that because I was gonna actually highlight, you know, when you were sharing about the energies that talking about like based on our experiences, we have locked so many parts of ourselves up. And what I was going to highlight was, you know, working with you and this particular work is really about the unlocking of and what that, you know, allows for. And I think that that's an amazing process, one that each of us deserves to experience if we identify with that aspect of feeling like locked up and caged, you know, in the sense that we hide mm-hmm. parts of us or keep ourselves safe. You know, so I, I yeah, I love that. And and to Baron's note, that was a post that I saw that I was like, yes, right? Because oh, one of the so episodes, good. that was so was good. So, and the, the way episodes, he worded it was, the way he worded it was perfect. It was like, you guys should definitely, he's one of our faves. If, you know, guys yeah. check him out on Instagram, Baron Artist, I believe is his yeah. name. But, um, yeah, it's so good. It, it was definitely, it was great. And it reminded me one of the episodes that I did, I don't know if it was episode four or three, um, on the podcast, a solo episode entitled Armor and Isolation. And mm. it really speaks about like, you know, self-imprisonment and how I didn't even realize that that was what I chose for a very long time. And so when I saw Baron's post, I was like, yes, like, right? Like that was the, mm-hmm. that was that, that experience. Um, but okay, so we're gonna move to the last question before we go to a speed round. And and so for the last <laughs> question, it's, um, you know, what would you offer to anyone who's listening, uh, who really desires romance, desires love, but at this moment in time is feeling overwhelmed about mm. where to even begin? What would you What would you say to them? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh man to the overwhelmed hearts out there listening um it's gonna sound probably incredibly simple but we all know it's not um my first offer is to get a really good night's sleep At a really good night's sleep. Most of us are super overwhelmed because we're not taking care of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So I say, I say, get yeah. a good night's sleep as a as a catch-all for get in touch with your well-being in a way where you're able to take the very simple actions that you know you're avoiding or that you're just habitually bad at, right? Myself included. 
um, and start dialing those in, right? So that's the very first thing. Listen, creating love, creating relationships, attracting a partner when you are falling apart is the worst time to attract someone. Oftentimes, and I know there's at least one person who will hear this who will be like, oh my God, that's me. Um, Attracting someone when you are like limping energetically, emotionally, is a really good way to get into a toxic situation, right? Because mm-hmm. what ends up happening when yeah. we're not well is we end up attracting someone who is also unwell. They might look well because they're very helpful and loving and giving and all these things, but that's how trauma bonds happen. That's how, um, you know, codependency gets formed. Like you have a savior complex, right? All these things. So you want to make sure when you're going into love that you are healthy. Now, no one is going to be healthy 100%. Of course not. But you want to be yeah. in a conversation of health. You want to be in a conversation. And let's be clear. I do not mean like, oh, I'm, you know, waist 24, blah, blah, whatever. I've lost yeah. pounds, whatever. the hell. None of that, literally none of that is relevant. Like, you know what's healthy for you, right? Everyone can be honest with themselves. And I know what's healthy for you. It's not so much about the results of the health it's about the practice it can Mm. take you a day to tap in to what balance feels like or it can take you a year right I've had clients who it took them two to three years to get in true balance with themselves and then they attracted someone who like they couldn't have even imagined and then they say to me this happens all the time oh my god had I attracted this person two or three months into us working together I would have completely ruined it and I'm like yeah Yeah. I know Totally, right? Like, and yep. I got clients who mm-hmm. literally within eight weeks of hopping on the phone with me attract someone because they were just, right? They weren't as off balance. They weren't, mm. their life had less things to kind of put in order. So if you're feeling any kind of overwhelm in any part of your area, check in on the basics. Am I eating enough? Is my blood sugar stable throughout the day? Am I sleeping Mm. enough? This is going to make a huge difference in how you feel about yourself for starters, right? So like, and that's my first thing is take care of the basics. Mm. How are you sleeping? How are you eating? How are you taking care of yourself? If you don't have those things dialed in, and again, I want to be clear, not I'm not talking about a diet I'm not talking about yeah. some like, strenuous exercise or joining a boot I, I don't care about any of that crap and you know this yeah. you know this yeah. I always say that none mm-hmm. of that is relevant but are you in integrity with balance and taking care of yourself it doesn't have to take a long time like I said you could be doing it for two days and feel ready to rock go for it but take care of yourself get out of overwhelm um mm-hmm. If love itself feels overwhelming, if you've looked at your life and you say, no, Ange, you know, I get good sleep. My life, my work life is balanced. You know, my life work balance is good. Um, you know, I have a, 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 a fitness regimen that makes me feel good. If you have all those things handled and you feel good in your body and, and, and X, Y, Z, and then the idea of love overwhelms you, then that would be the time for you to reach out to your coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reach out to your coach, mm. explore therapy. If you know you have trauma, if you know you have um, an emotional, psychological, you know, traumatic experience, you, you know you haven't worked through or haven't processed. A lot of us want to believe that we can bypass that stuff yeah. and have our happily ever after. Mm. And um, and intentional maybe, healing and wellness. Intentional listen, healing right, and wellness. There absolutely. It is. And, and, <laughs> and yeah. some people. Listen, I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah. But what I'm tell what I'm telling people is that I- I've coached people who have had their quote unquote happily ever after without doing the healing, and then usually within a couple of years that whole dream falls apart. Mm. Yeah. Right. And then the divorce comes and then the breakdown comes and then the mental breakdown comes and then the emotional breakdown comes. And then that's usually when they find me, when the person has already left their their life, the love has gone sour, the love has gone bitter mm. and now they feel helpless about love. Right. So if you haven't had that experience yet, don't wait to have that experience. 
right? Yeah. Be proactive about it now. Work with someone who can help you kind of go into those dark corners together, whether it's, you know, a therapist, whether it's a coach, a love coach, a spiritual coach, whatever it is that you need, get support. Um, yeah. I it's I, Honestly, it's one of the most important things, I think, because for so many of us who struggle with love um, and so many of us women specifically who are super in our masculine energy, our biggest, biggest, biggest crux is that we do not know it does not feel safe inside of ourselves to let anyone support us mm. so oh, just yeah. the act mm. right just the act of asking for help of letting someone hold space for you of letting someone hold you is revolutionary to your identity so automatically your identity as this kind of like masculine solo writer person automatically starts to change the moment you allow someone else in who is specifically designed to love on you to support you to guide you to hold your hand that truly mimics um the healing that we need because so much of what is hurting for us began when we expected someone to be there for us and they weren't mm. Yeah. So by right, so by it's, yeah. it's why the healing is so, so exponential. Important. Yeah, it's totally. so exponential when we invite someone else into it and have them, someone who we trust, someone who has experienced with what we're experiencing, whether they've gone through it or not, they um, can empathize in a way that is, you know, that's more than just like, oh, okay, that's sad that that happened to you, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, really, exactly. Right, can really traverse mm -hmm. yeah. um, those dark corners with us. It is, it, it makes all the difference. So I know that I was that. another yeah, long answer, I but first I think things it's first, great. take care of your I, mental and your physical. And then after that, absolutely get support for the emotional. Yeah, so I, I hear it as, you know, for anyone out there who's listening and wants to experience, you know, romantic partnership in a way that they never have and love and all those good things, it the road begins with a good night's rest, mm -hmm. self-care, healing work, you know, and, and ultimately the rest sort of comes naturally. 100%. Um, I love that. I love that. All right. All right. So I know we can talk forever and ever and ever and ever because we have lots of good things to uh, to share. But um, for the for the purpose of, you know, wrapping up here, we'll move into the final segment, which is what I call a speed round, the forwarding four. So I will ask you four questions. You will answer with the you will answer quickly with the first thing that comes to your mind, knowing that there's no right or wrong answer. You're just going with the first intuitive response. Sound Got good? It. Yes. Okay. All right. So number one, what's one thing you learned about yourself during the pandemic? Mm. That I am exponentially stronger than I ever knew. Mm. Great. Number two. What does cultivating courage look like for you right now? <laughs> for me, it is starting and launching, which I'm literally in the process of doing, uh, a second business. <laughs> mm. All right, all right. And it's, and it's terrifying and it's, and it's a culinary style business. So it's, mm. you know, it's going back to my love first it. love which is very wow. scary <laughs> That's ex and exciting. I can't wait to hear more about mm -hmm. it. All right. All right. Number three, name one area of your life where you are intentionally healing. Mm. That's wow. That one caught me because I'm just like all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like all everything of, all of it um i would say uh i guess my my physical and mental health uh i was diagnosed this year with um adhd um which has affected my entire life since childhood and and that is a place uh i started medication this year and uh 
I'm extremely intentional about healing my mind so that I can continue to, to be everything that I that I want to be. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for so sharing welcome. that. Uh, number four, as the all heart coach, what's your call to action to everyone listening? Mm. My call to action is go find someone who means so much to you who you haven't told them they mean so much to you and go do that <laughs> mm, I love that alright we have work to do we have work to do <laughs> go create listen the best way to create love is to go be love it's the fastest it's yeah. the fastest way so go love be love I love it go be love well, Angelisa, thank you for joining me in the V spot. Uh, where can folks find you and what can they expect to, to hear about coming in 2022? Oh my gosh, there's so much in 2022. You can find me at allheartcoach.com or you can email me at angelisa at allheartcoach.com. Um, we have, so I've been these last two years of COVID craziness we've been I've been on what I've called a coaching sabbatical quote unquote I've been coaching but mostly my recurring clients I haven't taken on really new clients almost in two years so we're just ramping up for that now so 2022 yes. we're kind of bringing it in with renewed refreshed rejuvenated energy so if you're seeking one-on-one -on -one coaching now is a good time to reach out to me um we definitely have programs that are already being created and outlined so you know i, I do small group work i do one-on-one -on -one work you know me andrea we're we're just we're flowing where where the yeah. hearts want to go so <laughs> exactly so if you reach out to me i can definitely you know keep people in the loop um and if you're seeking a coach you know i'm your girl and i am officially uh reopening in january to new clients so now would be the time amazing, amazing. <laughs> and then and then a new business that we'll eventually hear and about and a new too. business amazing. listen i love you it you know what i'm gonna say it here because by the time you by the time you drop this it will uh it, it will already be in existence because it actually will be launching between today and tomorrow um so oh, amazing it's actually a cake business i'm ah. a cake artist officially now um so angelic ah, cake exciting uh, Angelic Cakes is the <laughs> is the name. So AngeliCakes.com will be up and running by the time your podcast is out. So, you know, if you need yes. in the tri-state area, you need a, a beautiful, amazing, gorgeous, delicious cake for any occasion. I am I am your girl. Amazing. Looking forward. <laughs> looking forward. Always good. With and you're the first Excellent. one hearing about it. You're the Thank first you. one hearing about excited. it. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm excited. Thank you so much. I'm 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 grateful for your time. I, you know, appreciate you for so many reasons. It would, you know, be irresponsible to attempt to tell you why all of them in this particular moment, <laughs> but I, I'm grateful. Thank you so much for gracing the space, you know, with your gifts. I am looking forward to all things that you will be delivering in 2022. As always, I love you. I appreciate you. And, you know, I can't wait to, uh, go on the next part of the journey alongside and to everybody thank you for tuning in to this episode of the v-spot to be continued thank you for spending quality time with me here in the v-spot if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe write a review and tell a friend to tell a friend to meet us in the V-Spot. To stay connected and in the loop about all special events, join the email list at www.intentionalhealingandwellness.com. You can also join the Intentional Healing and Wellness community on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I'll catch you soon.